So, Scotty, you made me laugh because you said, let's just press record, and if there's any inane banter, I can just cut it out. But if you were to do that, we wouldn't even have a podcast now, would we? Yeah, that's um, that's probably true. So that probably wasn't the wisest statement in the world. But, but it's nice that you're the one who's... Um, uh, let's say mocking and degrading our show and, and uh, our, our ability to host it rather than me for a change I'm just trying to make iDeveloper great again <laughs> <laughs> oh dear I'm just pleased that you've backed out on your promise to uh, to send me to jail well yeah that's true that is true well I'm just trying to heal you <laughs> so help you heal sorry <laughs> oh dear it's um uh, what, I don't know what to say, really. What joy. The, the fascist comedy stylings of Scotty and John. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we, we get ourselves into enough trouble when we uh, avoid politics and uh, and religion and everything. So uh, I think it's probably a bit dangerous for us to go there, really. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. Ah, well, speaking of going, where have you been? Well, actually, this is this is the first time... Uh, I'm actually at home at the moment recording, which is, I think, the first time in a long time. One of the reasons we've had such a irregular sort of, or, or let's just call it no-shows um, recently is is because I've been around a lot. But um, no, I'm, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm working from home. I've been home for, oh, it must be at least five days now. So that's um, going pretty good. But uh, last Oop. week I was... The wife... The wife must be terribly sick of you already. Five days, wow. Yeah, yeah, she was looking forward to me being home, but I think she's looking forward to me travelling again now. <laughs> five, five whole days. Um, I think in the last uh, three or four months, the longest patch I've been home for is about eight days. Um, so it's it's been, been a bit of a travelling time. Uh, last week I was um, in Amsterdam. Uh, I spoke at the the DOIS, uh, DOIOS conference, which was a, a one day conference in central Amsterdam. Um, it was really really cool. Uh, it was a really nice, beautiful venue. Uh, and the conference had a really nice feel to it. I, I think one day conferences are a little tough, and the fact that um, it's quite hard to get to know people in, in in coffee breaks. It really, I think, sometimes takes that uh, evening do, that late night in a bar, or whatever it might be, or a coffee shop, or whatever, just to get to to know, um, you know, a, a segment of people, meet people you've 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 not known before. So I think in a one day conference where you have you know three or four fifteen minute breaks and in a one and a half hour lunch break, uh, that's quite. Um, Difficult, especially I think uh, for speakers as well. Not that I'm trying to make you know, speakers have a harder time, but you know, that means that every speaker is speaking on that day. That means you know, until you've spoken, you've you know, you're really thinking about doing your talk and whatever else. So you're not necessarily the most social person. Uh, because you're just uh, thinking about what's going on and what you're going to talk about. And I was speaking last in the day, so obviously I was thinking about that most of the day. So. Uh, so I think it is a gathering together of the community. It was great. And the text, all the talks were really, really good. Um, but maybe that social side and a one day conference is hard to, uh, you know, hard to get together. Yeah, I can see. Well, so um, tell me again where the, the, where the, the venue is. Uh, I can't remember. 
The venue's still there. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the venue. I should probably really, really look it up. I'll put a link to a venue in the show notes. It's um, uh, it, it's uh, a, a reasonably big building in um, uh, just down on the river in Amsterdam. It's used for a lot of uh, social events um, in the town. I'm not sure who owns it. Loads going on there. Lots of discussions about climate and all that sort of stuff and local business go on there. Great little theatre venue with nine nine screen projector screens around the walls. We only use three in the in, in the conference, but uh, um, it was really cool and great place. Uh, nice little hangout space for where we did lunch and everything. Uh, looking across the river. Um, very typical Dutch building with very steep stairs. Um, so it kept you hmm. fit for the day as well. Uh, but I really can't remember what it was called. Um, so I will put a link to it in the show notes. So um, I don't want to run through the conference, you know, you know moment by moment. It was, you know, it, it was uh, a mix of uh, Dutch speakers and uh, a few international speakers uh, came in. Um, I'd say all the talks were good. Some were very, very good. Uh I think my favourite talk of the day was, um, now I'm probably going to pronounce her name wrong, uh, Natalia Burdis, or Burdis. Um, I can't remember how to pronounce her, uh, her second name, so many apologies, Natalia. Um, now I just call her Natalia. Natalia. <laughs> um, gave a talk on randomness. All based around uh, using GameKit and the random functions uh, for the things for generating random numbers and why you might want to in GameKit. Uh, but why we as human beings don't like pure random because it's too random for us and uh, randomness does a whole bunch of things that we don't expect. Like repetition and randomness is very frequent, whereas if we try and generate our own randomness, try to pretend to be random, we just avoid um, repetition like mad because we think that's not very random uh, and if you show people uh, purely random generated uh, sequences or numbers we often don't feel that they're random because they look wrong and so lots of the random number generators are designed to be not true random because we can't cope with true random <laughs> um, and it was but you know, what I, I liked about the talk is firstly, it was uh, incredibly interesting. Um, this whole thing about human interaction with 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 uh, uh, with math and, and, and randomness. Um, it was interesting in showing how one of the Apple uh, frameworks had, um, you know, deals with this sort of stuff and the different options it gives. And I would say it's probably... You know, sometimes if you give a talk on a framework and you're going through some of the APIs and some of the things it does, you know, they can be incredibly dull talks. Whereas I think um, Natalia probably put one of the best talks ever I've seen together of taking a subject that was very, very techy, um, based around a framework and made it, you know, totally and utterly engaging um, through the way she approached it, through her slide deck, um, through the information she covered. And, and it was, um, you know, possibly one of the best tech talks I've seen in a long, long time. So that was really, really cool. The, the sessions were videoed. I don't know when they'll be out or, or if they're out for general public release. I mean, I'll keep an eye out and let people know. But uh, yeah, the whole thing on randomness was really cool. That is cool. And so this this conference, this was its first year or no? It's been going this for a bit, This was its no? second year. And ah. um, I think, I mean, it's organized by, uh, I think it's... Uh, a, a local company are the main sort of 
backers, funders, but I think also Cocoa Heads Netherlands is, is sort of the social group behind it. Um, and it had a, a sort of, you know, so a, a few different people doing the organization. Uh, I think there's going to be one next year because uh, at one point we were um, running a little bit early. And uh, so they did a little bit of one of these, you know, pop quizzes, everyone stand up. You know, put your hand up for this, sit down if you get the wrong answer. And the last person standing up won a ticket to next year's conference, um, which uh, I think surprised some of the organisers because they didn't know there was going to be a next year's conference yet. But there we, there we are. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so um, that was really cool. And um, obviously, as a speaker, you get to hang out with the other speakers a little bit more because, you know, the hotel the night before and, and straight after the conference, you do dinner. Uh, so met a couple of people I'd not met before, but I'd sort of known from Twitter and reputation. So it was really cool. But then I um, hung around in Amsterdam for a couple of days and went and checked out our friends at Amsterdam um, to see, oh, cool. see what was going on. Uh, so uh, went to the lunchtime meetup. Uh, which I think I went to one. My first one was about five years ago. When we, I think it was actually. I realised I haven't been to Amsterdam uh, since the time we went together, and, and then you wow. left me there, abandoned me. Um, which mm. I think has to be getting on for four or five years ago now, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It was interesting to see that you know. Uh, I mean, now actually four or five years in, or wherever it is, a- Amsterdam has um, settled into a rhythm. Uh, and you know it's 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 not the most enormous thing in the world, but equally it's what is there is is um, is it, it, now found a quality and a level to it. So there's now a permanent a uh, a permanent um, co-working space which is totally free. In fact, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Amsterdam. I keep getting the I keep using the two interchangeably. You know, there are quite a a lot of um, socially minded free tech co-working spaces around the city which is really cool so that there's a sort of a um uh, some you know different people fund them for different reasons uh i'm you know of which people have to i I get i guess know their own reasons for it and they're not always you know um plastered everywhere but the fact that you could go co-working at amsterdam uh pretty much without paying anything um really encourages people to do it uh and i guess the the culture of sitting in a cafe uh, which we have to call it a cafe in amsterdam because a coffee shop has a totally different uh um connotation there um all day to work is not something that really is I, th- I think I'm right in saying very socially acceptable uh, mm. so whereas maybe you know, in, in the US you would just go and sit in your local Starbucks or whatever uh, for the day that doesn't really tend to go on so these these co-working spaces are great um, so Amsterdam has its own co-working space you can go to any time um, it's totally free uh, and then in the same building as the co-working space they meet up uh, every Wednesday and they do just a lunchtime meet um, and different people turn up each time and they do different things each time so I went to that and um, it was cool, actually. I think there were six or seven of us uh, at this particular lunchtime meet, um, which I think is pretty good, considering it means people have to actually stop their day and stop their work to come out, which is always hard to do. And we we basically have some lunch together, which is uh, which is always nice. And then after lunch, we one-minute pitch each other um, on what we're doing. Uh, 
and then we comment on each other's pitches and then after commenting we ask questions um so it's uh, it was really interesting because firstly it, it encourages people to be able to say what it is they're doing or what they're up to or what they're hoping in a very concise we call it an elevator pitch you know a one minute pitch um it gives you know your chance to have other people comment on that and then ask you genuine questions about it and yeah that was a really uh, very interesting couple of hours uh, apart from one person everyone there was new new to me in fact quite a few people there were, were new to the whole the whole thing um and uh yeah that was that was really good and and if you get the chance to do sort of a, something like that a one minute pitch thing around what's going on and then have people challenge your pitch and then ask you questions about it it's it's a very positive exercise and i i highly recommend it yeah it is it is super important that was one of the things i thought was one of the most valuable things that that uh, Amsterdam gave to people because it was so kind of i'm not going to say antithetical but, but so kind of out of the ordinary for for many europeans i think um whereas americans it seems like we're almost taught that by by in preschool yeah i mean it was it was nice by the fact the mix of people there because there was about half developers uh, there was a designer um there was an entrepreneur who was just, you know, had the idea and was starting a business, but was looking for tech help. And so the whole mix of people really made that work as well. Um, and, and, and interacting with people from, you know, the other spheres. So that was cool. And, and then in the evening, uh, for that evening, there was the, the weekly meeting and drinking where a whole bunch of uh, mm. devs just get together in a local bar and grab some food and spend the week catching up and it was nice to see um some of the people who turned up to the lunchtime meet for the first time had gone there as well so um they were obviously encouraged and it was good to meet up with a few people who i first met four years ago when we went over five years ago however long it was and it was really cool um and i'm not really part of a you know uh, an official sort of cocoa heads or anything like that um social sort of group here in the uk at the moment and it, it made me just sort of uh, uh, uh have to think about i need to get more involved in some of this stuff again because it was uh, definitely beneficial and it's definitely worth the effort of getting off your ass and in, in making an effort to go and do this stuff it's i hope it's not making you you know wistful for the days of hanging out with simon <laughs> Whatever I say now will be wrong, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just setting you up. <laughs> if I say no, he'll be mortally offended. And if I say yes, then I elevate him to a, to a status I wouldn't want to give him. Uh, I do meet up with Simon still. This is Simon Wolf of um, Avtag. I was going to say fame, but um, fame might be the wrong word. <laughs> of, a, avtag anonymous. No, it's like a, a ship, shippers anonymous <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm, I, I really shouldn't go there because I have so many things I have not shipped yet. I'm using the word That's yet true. that they might, but it's um, uh, yeah. You've you've shipped you've shipped domain registrations. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I think because I've been travelling. Uh, in fact, I, I I will look at this. I think last month was the first month in several years that I've not bought a domain name. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
Yeah, it's a, for, forget Xcode file new project. It's really website domain registry. Who is it to see if your, your thing is available? I spend, I spend uh, hundreds of dollars a year on um, domain renewals on the, on the hope that one day I may just use those things. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's living in false hope. I mean, I'm sure if someone was from, you know, one of these self-help groups of, of, of launching your product or, you know, launching your app or, or whatever it might be, they would be telling me that, um, it's, uh, uh, you know, this, this futile sort of waste of my, um, Focus, because one of the things lots of people tell you all the time is just to keep you know you you, you stay focused on on one thing and you don't keep going. So um, yeah, it's just one day you'll be able to to retire off of the the resale of clownfart.biz, which you immediately yeah. squatted when it became available. Oh, do you know what? I'm wrong. I I registered a domain last month. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the email telling you it's your your registration yeah. is is overdue. I did register one, um, and uh, the thing is now, even if I don't register one, I have every at least once a month. I have a um, uh, no, that was a new one, and in, in September as well. Maybe uh, oh, it looks like. Yeah, even if I don't register a brand new one, at least once a month I'm having to make the decision whether I renew one that I've bought a year ago and have not used yet. <laughs> um, mm. And I have to say, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm getting better. I, I, I own less domains now. I had a bit of a purge uh, a few months ago, um, so that's not, not so bad. So I think I only have... I have the DNS registered for 18 domains at the moment. Um... Uh, but I have some that I've just not even registered the DNS for. But uh, uh, but not all of those are being used for stuff. So it's yeah, there we are. It's it's. I'm sure there's a, a help group somewhere for me. Mm. Either that, or or you're putting somebody's kids through college, and then they don't want you to have help. Well, it adds up, especially if you have um, you know something like like the .dot .io domains. I've got a couple of .dot .io domains because you know they were trendy for a while and it was a way of getting stuff in. And I think they're about forty bucks a year. I mean, so they're not even in like the the two ninety nine or the nine ninety nine um, range of uh, uh, of domain names. And so every time one of those comes up, it is like oh forty bucks, forty bucks. Uh, but you know, I, I think I've uh, reduced my .dot .io domains down to one, maybe two left this year. Uh, so there we are. So it's um, does so wait does, 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 does somebody must have right EO then? Right, yeah, probably somewhere. Mm. There we are. So wow. there we are. Uh, I think my favourite domain. Uh, no, let's not even go there because then I just open up a whole bunch of uh, of, of of hurt for myself. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what you've been up to in the last uh, last couple of weeks since we last spoke? Uh, well, I've uh, been pretty heads down for a pretty big release, but uh, I'm not allowed to say anything, but um, it will be released and that will be interesting. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, that, that was, that was that a good segment. Specific? Great. <laughs> that was helpful. <laughs> 
but I, I well, but I mean, here's the other thing too is that uh, I I have new some new colleagues and it's been uh, it's been heartening and nice to uh, make life easier for them than I think it was for me and and not that it was particularly hard is that there was a lot to learn and and when I joined um, uh, we were kind of very heads down in, in, in shipping a, a, a brand new version of, 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 of the software. Um, so it's, it was assumed and I, and, and perfectly well so that, you know, I could, I could figure everything out and I did, and it was nice, but you know, th- there's, there's a phrase, which I, I, I guess I'd not heard before, maybe not even, you know, uh, registered before. And that's tribal knowledge, which is, which describes, you know, all these little bits and pieces of, of, of necessary knowledge you have about kind of, uh, you know, what device has this weird behavior or where to, you know, how to get this thing done on which internal website. And, um, and you, you kind of realize when it's your job to, to explain to somebody how to build or how to, to deploy this thing or to do that thing, um, where the holes are. So it's, it's always an interesting experience when you have to, you know, bootstrap somebody new and see something through new eyes. And, uh, it's, it's a very helpful undertaking, uh, which helps organizations. So, you know, it's, it's kind of part and parcel of, 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 of still the fun that I'm having. And, uh, my one year anniversary at Netflix was actually, uh, uh, November 3rd. So it's, I managed to stay a year and I'm still here and still enjoying it. So that, that's, that's been wow, fun. Time flies. It does fly. Yeah. You, so, um, you work primarily off of a, a, a laptop. That's correct. Isn't it? Indeed. And so yes. when, you, when you're in the office, do you have that plugged into uh, a keyboard and, uh, and a monitor or do you just use it? Do you use yes. it virgin as they no, say? No. no, 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 no. I have it plugged into a monitor and a, and a keyboard. Okay. See, because I've been uh, traveling a lot for the last sort of, uh, well, since, since sort of late July, early August, really, um, I've been primarily working from a laptop. Uh, now, anyone who listens to the show regularly will know that you know, my, my main machine normally is uh, a 5K iMac, um, one of the you know the first generation. Uh, when they released them, I said I'd uh, uh, give them a, a while to settle down and then couldn't resist. So about two weeks after they released, I, I bought one. Probably the best machine I've ever owned. It's uh, an incredibly good machine. The, the screen is gorgeous. It, um, you know, it, it, it's the most powerful Mac uh that, that you know you can buy outside of the Mac Pro and in some cases now for single processor usage it's 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 faster than the Mac Pro. Um, not that that's getting hard these days with a you know the aging of the Mac Pro. Uh, so when I used to travel, I used to use an 11-inch MacBook Air because it was really you know, I've got this beautiful desktop machine. It's the big thing. You know, I, I very rarely use a laptop, so for the occasional occasion that I travel, then you know it's uh, you know just just take the most portable, lightest laptop you can you can use. Uh, it's a 2013 MacBook Air that was maxed out uh, with with memory and, and SSDs and whatever else. And to be honest, to work off it for a, a few days, um, it was perfectly fine. It, yeah, it, it was a perfectly adequate machine. Uh, I had no problems with it at all. Um, the 11-inch MacBook Air was a fantastic air, uh, uh, laptop for travelling on aeroplanes and things with because it, it would fit nicely on the tray table of the economy seat or whatever you'd be in. And even if someone pushed their chair right back, you could still you could still work. But uh, over the last few months, you know, travelling more, and, and because of... Uh, 
client requirements, shall we say, from the current client I'm, I'm working for in, in, in VPN usage. Uh, I, I've been using needing to use uh, some client hardware. So I've been using, you know, uh, like so for 15-inch MacBook Pro. Uh, this is now previous generation pre pre MacBook Escape or MacBook Touch Bar, uh, but the, the the generation before that, and uh, because when I'm at home, um, because you can't use the 5K iMac as a screen an external screen anymore, um, and and I don't really want and you know having one 27 inch monitor on your desk, there's not really room for another one uh, on my current desk. So I've been really just working from it. You know, went went home from the screen. I use a, a mouse and a keyboard plugged in, and obviously when I'm traveling, I just use it as, as, as the machine. Uh, so this is the first time in a while, a couple of years, that I've worked off a, a, off of a laptop. I have to say, performance-wise, I miss the 5K iMac. Um, the fans spin up on this thing quite a lot. Uh, it's um, you know I work primarily in Swift, which is you know pretty heavy on the compiling CPU front so so the fans are pretty regularly spinning up uh, the keyboard as laptop keyboards go it, it, it's fine it's great but it, it's not as good as an external keyboard obviously and, and I'm one of these weird people I'm not a trackpad fan I, I really I struggle with trackpads and I have no idea why I've tried them several times I've tried every time Apple release a new trackpad I, I, I try it um, I just can't get on so you know externally I still use a, a magic mouse too I just seem to get on better with a mouse. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's, I, I don't know, in there. So when I'm just forced to use just the laptop, I, I'm struggling a little bit on the um, you know, on the trackpad. So, yeah, I find it a little bit difficult. But the one thing I will say is the just working from the 15-inch screen for the last three or four months on, on the whole, it's it's great. The screen on it is fantastic. Um, it, it's, you know, the retina screen is beautiful. Uh, it's what I, even when I'm at home, it's just the one screen I'm working off. I mean, I have it raised on a laptop stand, so it's at eye level for me and everything. Um, so it's there. So I'm, I'm sort of, I'm a bit mixed about this whole laptop working at the moment. Um, I'm not going to upgrade to one of the new Mac Pros, uh, MacBook Pros, because... I, I just I'm not convinced enough about my, myself working off a laptop when I'm traveling on an aeroplane the 15 inch uh, or on a train the 15 inch MacBook Pro is a bit of a nightmare um, to use in the uh, you know to use on tray tables and whatever else you have to really breathe in and tuck it between your belly and the seat <laughs> to make it work um, so, yeah, so it, it's I, I'm torn right now because obviously uh, you know it's a, a bit of a processor upgrade might be good make it a bit faster I, but I think I'm just going to keep going where I am and, and I'm convincing myself that next year sometime there's going to be a, a 5k iMac upgrade and someone's talking about even going um, there may be a 6 core processor iMac uh, so I, I think I'm just going to hold on to my money and, and maybe upgrade my iMac although you know for last 3 or 4 months it's hardly been used so yeah bit of a dilemma there these are definitely first world problems. They definitely are. And, and the whole keeping things on two machines I find quite hard as well. Um, it, it's, you know, keeping things in sync. And especially as this is client hardware, I don't particularly want to fill it up with too much of my personal stuff. I mean, there's an acceptance that if you're using a machine and you're traveling and you're going to the client and whatever else, you know, you've got to keep enough on there to keep your life going. Um, but, I, you know, I, I sort of, I don't throw software on there that I don't particularly think you know um, I should do or whatever else. So yeah, the whole keeping keeping two things in sync, uh, I find a little awkward. 
but anyway, there we are. That's uh, I know the the 15 inch MacBook Pro is the sort of probably de facto developer machine, and um, so I've been living the de facto developer life. Uh, and I feel personally, I feel it's a bit of a compromise. And if you if you never, you know, if you never leave your desk and you work from your office, you know, my recommendation would be get an iMac. <laughs> Uh, because they're great they are they are they are (sighs) so Scotty uh, in two days it's Thanksgiving we should close out the show and I'm going to ask you uh, what are you thankful for I'm thankful that we're closing out the show I think (laughs) (laughs) not nearly as thankful as our our half listener are we down to a half now are we is it yeah, so basically, who, who basically, you know, somebody who's listening it with earbuds, but they only have one in their ear. <laughs> I have to have another one for on to hear the oncoming traffic. Uh, yeah, seriously, I'm thankful for loads of things. You know, uh, I, I moan about being away from home, but you know, uh, you know, I'm 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 thankful that I have a home to return to, and people actually want to see me when I get back. Uh, I, I'm thankful that I have the ability to. Um, go and work in you know many different places in the world and uh, meet lots of new people um, if I yeah, I've just been moaning about having to work off this laptop and how it's a bit compromised compared to the iMac but I should celebrate you know I can I can pack my work life onto a laptop and just go anywhere and, and go to a conference or go go on vacation and just hang out with people meet new people travel all over the world and um, and still keep earning a living so I'm very thankful for that as well Hmm. That's lovely. And you? I suppose I should I should be thankful as well. You know, I uh I guess since I passed my one year anniversary and it was you know uh uh, yeah, I was wondering whether I would enjoy working at a large company. I found out that, that in fact, I do very much um, because I like my colleagues very, very much and I like what we do. And and, and I, I I think I'm thankful for, for having had the opportunity to, to kind of... Uh, have the, the the indie lifestyle for for the number of years that I did, and 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 now to have a, a you know a different set of challenges in a, a different environment, um, and I'm I'm super happy to to have experienced both. You know, you know maybe in in two years or something maybe I'll I'll get itchy. Who knows? But you know it it's been great to have the contrast and to see the world from from I suppose the perspective of somebody who works at a kind of you know uh, uh, whatever kind of normal stable corporate gig uh perspective because for for so well i mean all my career up until now that that's how i, I live my life so um yeah it's been yeah, interesting i have to say when, when you said but, that you were going to go to to netflix um it was uh you know uh, it wasn't a shock or anything but it was like uh you know that's going to be interesting because you know even when you've been working for companies in the last X number of years, they would tend to be very small companies where you, you know, you were, you know, definitely one of a few people there, massive influence, whatever else. Uh, so it's been really interesting um, to to see how that's that's worked out. But uh, having sort of gone and done some on-site gigs this year for the first time in 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 a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I can see how that works for you because I mean you're working on something that you you, you sort of believe in, 
um, which is always useful. But the whole sort of social side of working with a slightly bigger team, team you see every single day in person um, and hang around with, you know, has a lot going for it. I mean, I've just praised the fact that I can work from anywhere and I travel. But, you know, uh, other than the commute, which I hated when I was doing it, you know, sitting down with the same group of people every day, talking about the work we're doing, being social, grabbing lunch is an incredibly pleasant experience. Yep. I'd say that, that the fact that we get to, to do this and earn a living with it, we're insanely lucky, we have to say it. We are. We are insanely lucky. And that seems like a good place to uh, to wind up. Wind up? Wind up. Wind up. <laughs> it, is, it is still very early in the morning. It's still only 6.30 in the morning here. I have excuses for not being able to speak properly. And uh, and I know it's way past your bedtime. So we, we, we can, as, as old men, we can be forgiven for not functioning well at these hours. Indeed. So, John, tell our half listener where where he can contact you, or she can contact you, um, uh, on the webs. Well, they can find me, and even I'm using they as the as even to address somebody who's singular, because we're all special snowflakes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Jembe. That's D J E M B E, like the West African drum. And you can find me as on Twitter as MacDevNet. Uh, you can find the show notes for this episode at iDeveloper.co. And as we've began to say now, thank you for sharing the pain and spreading it amongst you. <laughs> Although if there is only one half listener out there, then that, that pain is you know, completely great. Uh, please go give us a review on iTunes. It does help other people come in, find the show and share your pain. And uh, we appreciate um, you uh, listening to us, whatever time of day it is for you. And uh, until next time, you take care. Thank you.